Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Well, the 49ers sure are interesting to watch. We lose a freaking heartbreaker. <laughs> I, I promised myself I wouldn't cuss on this podcast tonight. So let's see how we do. We, we lose a oh, just an awful game. 33-30 to to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does and led his team to a last-second win. And this was a rough one because, man, we were in the driver's seat pretty much the entire time. Absolutely great game by our offense. You take away the turnovers, and, ah, man, it got bad at the end. And we'll break all that down. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go through the offensive drives, players, MVPs, all those things, and then we will go through the defensive drives, players, MVP, and all that stuff. So it's going to be a long episode, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And the good thing is there's a lot of good things to take away from this game, and there's a lot of bad things. Robert Saylor, this loss is on him. Solely, uh, it's on him. Our offense played well enough. Our defense played well enough. But in the end, coaching matters, and our coach, defensive coordinator, you got to chalk this up on him. And we'll talk about all those things. Uh, such an interesting game. You know, we fall to 1-5. and five. We are tied for last place in the entire NFL. We're last place in our division, which, which is bad unless you're just focusing on draft, which as of right now, we would have a top three pick. So that's kind of what it is. But before this game, man, we had nine straight Monday night football wins. The 49ers did before this game. And unfortunately, that streak ends. It's what it is. We continue. We don't force any turnovers. We have the worst turnover rate in the entire NFL. And we have the lowest number of sacks in the entire NFL, which have been problems for a very, very, very long time. Now, our MVP, which uh, there's two people that it could be. Uh, Marquise Goodwin returning was absolutely lights out. You know, four catches, 126 yards, and two touchdowns on five targets. Man, we missed that guy. But you got to give it to the quarterback. 
Holy cow. 16 of 23. That is insane efficiency for C.J. Beathard. 245 yards, two touchdowns, one interception with 115 quarterback rating. And again, that interception, it was a big deal. But it, it was third down and three. We were facing an all-out blitz the last time we touched the ball. And he decided to go for the win, which I don't fault him against man coverage. It just he, he underthrew it a little bit with the blitz in his face. And it was picked off about 40 yards downfield, which we were going to punt it. It put them on the 10. So, you know, that's one of those risks. It's okay to take. Obviously, I wish it wasn't intercepted, but it wasn't the end of the world. We eventually lost the game, but it's what it is. So uh, now let's let's talk about inactives, the people that didn't play. Trent Taylor, Pettis, Sean Coleman, Josh Garnett, Cole Wick, Julian Taylor, DJ Jones. No big surprises there. Now, with Trent Taylor out, it was interesting. We just got rid of the slot. <laughs> we, we ran 21 personnel, which what that means is usually the backs go first, which is, you know, we had two running backs, usually check and one of the other running backs, Brita or, you know, whoever, and then a tight end. So we were in 21 personnel and 22 personnel pretty much the entire game, which means we only have enough room for two wide receivers. We didn't do three wide very much. We didn't do four wide very much. And if you were watching the coverage, ESPN flashed a stat uh, that said that we run the most 21 personnel in the entire league. Again, we use a fullback more than anybody, 42%. So almost half of our snaps, I would argue, you know, I haven't seen the snap counts out yet, but I would argue we were in that probably 70% of the time tonight. Just because, again, we, we lost Trent Taylor, and we wanted to max protect and make sure, and it worked. Our offense was fire, uh, absolutely great. Injuries, nothing too bad. Tavarius Moore, you know, backup DB, our third-round pick out of Southern Miss, who's playing corner, he got hurt on a kickoff, which he drew a holding call and negated a 66-yard return. He walked off. Brita limped off with an ankle, came back late, and then left again. Colbert left late and came back, but uh, he didn't make one play the entire game. And Tart, uh, Jaquiski Tart, who's been struggling with shoulders issues for a full year, played okay, but he got drilled by Reuben Foster late with only two minutes left. And, uh, yeah, who knows where he is at. That's kind of where that is. So injuries weren't too bad. Now, here's what I want to focus on. We had 11. <laughs> we had 11 drives offensively and three turnovers. Now, again, we don't force a turnover, and we have three. We have two fumbles, one on the kickoff return, use check on the amazing catch and pass, and then fumbled whenever he got hit, and then the interception late that I already talked about. We didn't force any. And again, you lose the turnover battle 3-0, to zero, and you have the lead late in the fourth quarter. You are lucky this we do not protect the ball we don't protect the ball and it could be more because again cj the worst thing about cj is so many tip passes he had three tip passes at the defensive line of scrimmage it, people get their hands on the ball with this slow wind up pass whenever he's comfortable and he telegraphs his passes as bad as anybody he doesn't always do it but when he does it it is bad so now let's focus on these drives like i said we had 11 drives and we started off amazing first drive of the game we get four first downs Seven play, 
four-minute drive for 75 total yards to start the game, and Breida gets an awesome touchdown run. It looked amazing. Kyle Shanahan can script a game to start out as well as anybody in the NFL. It's usually the ending of the game where we're the exact opposite of the Packers. We, we can start off fairly well, but it gets worse and worse and worse. The second drive, we punt after a tipped pass on third and two. Third drive, touchdown pass to Goodwin for 67 yards. Absolutely amazing pass and catch. Goodwin is the real deal. We are not the same without him. We have to have that guy out there. He is as important a player as anybody on our entire offense because he opens up everything. The run game with Kyle Shanahan is always going to be great just because of the blocking scheme and what he does with movement and matchups and all those things. But whenever you can take the top off of a defense – like Marquise Goodwin can, then great things will happen. Right after that, we have a fumble by check on the very first play of the drive. That hurt us big time because, again, it was a huge play, and it looked like we were just going to keep moving. Fifth drive, touchdown to Goodwin for 30 yards. He keeps going. Sixth drive right before the half, 46-yard field goal as time expired. And one of my favorite plays of the game, I'm going to have to break this down on my Twitter. If, if you don't follow me on Twitter, go to J- at JL underscore Chapman. I'm going to be doing a couple of Video breakdowns this week, kind of coaching notes where I hover over certain things. And this use check play is going to be on there because what happened was it's third and nine and they do an all out blitz and they're in cover zero, which means every person's manned up with no safety over the top. And use check steps up on the left side B gap. So in between the tackle and the guard, and they're doing an overload blitz where they're bringing more people than we have blocking. And use check kind of jumps sideways blocks one guy with his shoulder and blocks another guy with his hip slash butt and picked up two blitzing backers, a nickel back and a uh, will backer, all by himself. He picked up these two guys, and because of that, he took off. CJ took off and scrambled for you know just a huge first down, and we were able to get the field goal as time expired, which was just huge positive. We come out at halftime, still firing. Field goal, 44 yards. Eighth drive, field goal, 43 yards. Several great run plays. And then after that, we shut it down, man. We ended this as poorly as possible on offense. Ninth drive, three and out punt. We were backed up on the four after the great goal line stand. We didn't do anything. We didn't waste any time either. Off the clock. Tenth drive, three and out. Trying to run out the clock. It didn't go well. 11th drive, interception on third and three on an all-out blitz. So if we would have just got something, those last three drives, that's not how you end a game. Three and out, three and out, interception. The ninth and 10th drive, not the very last one, but the two right before that, you could tell we changed our scheme. We changed our play calling. We were not aggressive. We were just running out the clock. That's all we wanted to do, and it cost us. All we would have had to do is get one or two first downs on either one of those drives, and they wouldn't have had a chance. But... It's what it is. Um, you know, if we, if we let's go through just kind of the stats on offense. And let me say this, too. Our offensive line, this is the best offensive line game that we have had in probably two years. They played phenomenal, namely Mike McGlinchey. Holy cow. Mike McGlinchey is not only the best offensive lineman we have right now. I'm telling you right now, he is a top five tackle in the NFL. And I'm not talking right tackle. I'm talking period. The way he manhandled. absolutely manhandled not only the defensive line but also Goldilocks for the Packers I mean he was tossing him around it was absolutely a blast I don't even want to say his name because it was great but Mike McGlinchey's amazing I'm just telling you that right now uh Raheem Mostert 
was actually our leading rusher, which is, I don't know, it doesn't even make sense. 12 carries, 87 yards, 7.3 yards average per carry was just phenomenal. Ran behind his pads the whole night, pushing the pile and looked explosive. Brita, 14 rushes, 61 yards in the touchdown. You know, he got banged up late. This is kind of what it's going to be with that angle ankle he's going to be able to play till he gets low ankle tackled and then he's going to take himself out so uh and also cj three rushes for 21 yards that was huge a couple first downs on that that he was able to fight for now target wise pierre garçon led our team in targets with george kittle both ended up getting four catches pierre had 37 yards and kittle had 30 yards but Everything was about Goodwin tonight. Uh, you know, four receptions, two touchdowns is just insane. The two fumbles, use check and DJ Reed on the kickoff return. We benched him after that, and that was kind of it for him. But again, I just want to say shout out to our old line. They are playing amazing. The right side of our offensive line with, you know, Richburg, Pearson, and McGlinchey is just unreal. Uh, we will continue to move the ball against any defense in the NFL if they continue to play this way. So that's kind of the offensive scheme. Um, and breakdown of this game. You score 30 points, you're supposed to win. Uh, 28 is kind of the magic number in the NFL. I've been saying that basically all year. And, and I said, you know, if we get to 30 points with our defense, we should be able to win, and we should have won this game. But it wasn't enough late. I want to go ahead and take time to thank our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. And again, if you're not following me on Twitter, head over there. We are we are giving away an autographed Frank Gore mini helmet that is just freaking amazing. All you have to do is my pinned tweet on at JL underscore Chapman. Retweet it and say something nice about the podcast. That's it. That's all you got to do. Obviously, you're already subscribed. I just want to say thank you for that. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. We are uh, we're on everything. Stitcher, YouTube, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter. Google Play. We are on everything. Spotify, we're everywhere. So just type in 49ers Rush, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, head over to Game Day Sports Memorabilia. They have everything. If you are looking for memorabilia for whatever team, whatever sport, they have it all. It's a great site, and it's an awesome group of people that run it over there. Let them know the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. I'd very much appreciate it. Now, let's jump over to defense. Man, what a it, – it's a good game. Because things went back and forth, and, man, we had lots of good stops. I'll go through all of the drives here in a second. And, man, we had a stretch for about five drives where we just shut them down, which was great. Now, my MVP, Ronald Blair the third. Holy cow. Two tackles for loss and a sack. And, uh, again, he could have had another sack, but it was called back on a penalty Four tackles, two solo tackles. He was just amazing. Again, our kind of Achilles heel as a defense is getting to the quarterback. And if we can get to the quarterback, we got a shot to win. Ruben Foster was also amazing. Eight solo tackles. Just played great. You know, Richard Sherman's Richard Sherman. He, he got that penalty late, but hey, man, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. So let's go through these drives. Man, right off the bat, Robert Saylor is a terrible coach. I just want to be honest with you. He might be a great coordinator eventually, this being his very first time to BDC. He was the linebackers coach for Jacksonville under Gus Bradley. But there's so many things we're not prepared for. As I was going through film with at JJ Gosh and watching stuff, I saw the diamond package. Green Bay showed us the diamond package where they sent four wide receivers out in literally the shape of a diamond 
out of the huddle. You saw it. <laughs> They've shown it to us. Well, Robert Saylor did not prepare his defense for this because on the very first drive, they go out there and they do this diamond package in the red zone. Our defense has zero clue what to do, and we gave away a touchdown. That's coaching and preparation. You got to put that on the defensive coordinator. Now, the very first play of the game on defense was awful. Jimmy Ward, he doesn't know what cover three is. He chases basically a post route to the middle third, which he's not supposed to be in. It wasn't rolled. We had a safety there, and he just left a wide open player go for 60 plus yards right off the bat. And then the second, it just it's just bad on bad on bad. <laughs> the first drive sucked. But we kind of straightened up a little bit after that. The second drive, they get a field goal, and Ward actually started playing very, very well. Uh, if you look at the second drive all the way up till the very last drive, whenever they benched him or he was injured, I don't know, I haven't heard yet, no clue why he wasn't in there. He played absolutely incredible and was very physical with Devontae Adams. He got burned once, but still played very, very well. He forced a field goal after um, a great stop. And again, the second drive of the game, this was after a short field. Uh, you know, this was after Reed fumbled on the kickoff return. Again, he got benched. They put in Richie James back there who did a good job. But to hold them to a field goal was huge. Third drive touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Colbert blew a cover two zone. Uh, it was in the red zones. We usually do a cover three, kind of a hybrid with a single high safety. Uh, we were in a very simple cover two under shell. And, man, we do not run zone coverage well. Again, just saying, I've said this before. This is coaching. It's on Salah. Yes, it's zone. But whenever a man crosses your face in your zone, you then change to man as long as he is in your zone coverage. And if you go back and watch this, you know, <laughs> Colbert just watches him just run right across his face. I don't understand it. What is? I don't know what he's doing. And the problem is this. Colbert's playing as bad as any person in the entire NFL because not not only is he having lots of bad plays, which everybody does, not everybody, but a lot of people do if you play for the 49ers defense, he just doesn't have any positive plays. He's nowhere around the ball where he needs to be. He's usually out of the shot of the camera. He's not doing anything positive. I, I really do wish we would move on from him. Maybe he needs time to watch because we've seen him play great. But here we are right now, six games in, and this guy probably is one of the worst graded safeties in the entire NFL, maybe even defenders. So he's got to change this. Anyway, it's what it is. We didn't get a lot of pressure in the first half. The fourth drive, uh, we get a punt after the intentional grounding. The very first time we got pressure was on Malcolm Smith. He came off the edge. And again, the only time we're getting pressure is when we generate pressure ourselves by blitzing or stunting, things like that. And absolutely awesome play by Malcolm Smith forced the punt. Fifth drive, 39-yard field goal. This was another short field after Kyle Juszczyk lost his fumble. And, man, we almost got him off the field, but it was a fourth and four. And we didn't spy Rodgers, and he ran for the first. But, again, they almost scored a touchdown, but it was nice coverage again by Jimmy Ward against Devontae Adams. Uh, big surprise, guys. Devontae Adams, top five wide receiver in the NFL. Then Aaron Rodgers, maybe the number one or number two quarterback in the NFL. you got to stop those two guys, and it didn't seem like that was part of our game plan at all. Sixth drive, th uh, we got a three and out, which was awesome. Coverage check. 
by Sheldon Day and DeForest Buckner. Buckner had a great game. He had one sack wiped away by a defensive penalty, but he played well. That was halftime. So they had six drives in the first half and six in the second half. They come out. They get a 51-yard field goal. Blair and Buckner got a uh, Blair got a tackle for loss, and then Buckner got pressure up the middle and forced Aaron Rodgers to throw it away to force the field goal, which, which was great. Eighth drive. Again, this is when we got good. Uh, punt after Buck, Buckner and Malcolm Smith kind of half sack. Ninth drive. Turnover on downs on the four-yard line. This is when it was looking like we were going to win. Kawan Williams made an absolutely amazing play. He was out of phase, and the wide receiver was running a simple cover route out of the slot. He just kept his body between the quarterback and the wide receiver. It was awesome. Amazing pass defense. Even though the ball hit him in the back, he played it perfectly. A very, very textbook. Kawan Williams is one of the best players that we have on this defense. Tenth drive. Punt with four minutes left after the Ronald Blair sack on third down. Man, that's it. That's all we had to do. Uh, four minutes left. Ten-point game. We should be good. But what happens? We bench, or I don't know if Jimmy Ward got hurt, but we send in Mabin. Mabin gets toasted nonstop from this point out. The 11th drive touchdown pass to Adams. Mabin completely misjudged the pass and tried to jump and tip it. Uh, it was just, it was awful. The play before that was a deep pass to Devontae Adams. Again, you're going to keep hearing that name. Maybe we should scheme to stop it. Uh, Reuben Foster is guarding Devontae Adams one-on-one, 30 yards downfield, and Adrian Colbert is nowhere to be found over the middle of the field. It baffles me. What the hell is going on? Makes no sense. 12th drive. Uh, this is when they get the field goal with 27 yards for the win. It, it doesn't make sense. Why is Mabin still in there? He was targeted five straight plays. Whoever he guarded caught the ball. And we did nothing. You're, the camera's focusing in on Mabin during the game. And you can see he is shook. He is on full tilt. And we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. Sherman's trying his hardest to help because he's switching the entire defense on the field because our damn defensive coordinator doesn't know what the hell's going on. So Richard Sherman's our acting defensive coach on the field, switching up coverages on his own, making sure that he guards uh, Devontae Adams. Now the Green Bay coaches who make coaching adjustments during the game, unlike our coach, they recognize that and send them to the opposite side on a motion, free them up against Greg Mabin. Catch, 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 and they get the field goal for the win. Robert Sala needs to go. Our defense is not prepared. I'm pretty pissed off right now, <laughs> if you don't know. Anyway, let's just go over four simple reasons why this guy's got to go as defensive coordinator. And I like him as a person. I like his energy. I love his press conferences. But in-game adjustments, man, you're not making anything and you're not prepared. So the defense isn't prepared. We're very poor fundamentally. We're leading the NFL in missed tackles still. We had better game this week than we have tackling, but we still had several missed tackles. The defensive end, on a naked bootleg, we have the defensive end crashing all the way to the interior A-gap and allowing the quarterback to run free. And you can tell because we've done this all year. And Sela, he's had his press conferences. He's like, oh, no, he's supposed to do that. And the outside linebacker is supposed to basically gap exchange is what it's called. So the defensive end is the outside force player. He crashes into the A gap or where the center would be on the fake dive. Because, again, on this bootleg, you leave the defensive end unblocked. Solomon Thomas crashes in. We don't have an outside linebacker anywhere present to rotate over in a gap exchange because they motioned him across in man coverage. 
this is middle school football. <laughs> and we did not make any adjustments until the fourth quarter on this play. If you go back and watch the film, which I'm pretty excited to do tomorrow, I'm going to be putting some cut-ups again online. But the idea is this. You've got to see what they're doing. The Green Bay coaches took advantage of our rookie DC and owned him all game. This is just bananas. So either Solomon Thomas is awful, which I think he is awful on the outside. He doesn't ever need to play there. And I loved it too because Jason Witten called out our defensive coordinator, Booger McFarland called out our defensive coordinator and said, what are they doing with this kid? He shouldn't be playing out there. He needs to be playing inside on pass downs at least. We don't do that at all. We're not even playing him inside at all anymore. He's playing less than 50% of the snaps and only on the outside where he has zero effect. Um, we have completely ruined this kid's career. Now, obviously on Twitter, gotten to a couple arguments, but if you think Solomon Thomas is flourishing or we just need to wait, I, I don't understand what you are watching. I don't get it. Now, and again, our our, pa our pass rush is terrible. But it seems like our entire plan for this game, we had all four defensive linemen bull rushing straight through the chest of their offensive linemen. We don't understand attack half a man. We're doing it intentionally. Like, this is being coached. DeForest Buckner has one of the best swim moves in the entire NFL. He is elusive and quick and very hard to get a hold of. But we are coaching that out of him. We are forcing him to attack through the middle. I don't understand. I, I just, I don't, it's funny. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand our defensive scheme. It's like our goal is to not get pressure and not play sound gap integrity defense, which you're not going to be successful. Um, anyway, it's what it is. Uh, as I said earlier, Buckner got another sack. He's up to four and a half on the year, which is good. Uh, he's on a good pace. You know, he disappeared for a couple games. He should have had a whole nother sack that was wiped out, but it's what it is. But Ronald Blair is amazing. He came in. We need him to get more snaps, um, on the outside. And he's playing the exact same position that Solomon Thomas is. He's the exact same size and makeup as Solomon Thomas is. The only difference is he's effective. He is in the backfield making plays, tackle for losses, sacks, pressures, hurries, all those things. Solomon Thomas does none of that. Reuben Foster and Fred Warner played pretty well in the middle. Foster looked incredible, uh, just blowing people up everywhere all over the place. Uh, very, very excited for him. And Sherman. Sherman played great. He just wasn't targeted, and nothing really went his way, which you know can be is, is to be expected. It's is what it is. Robbie Gold, he is just, he's great. <laughs> that guy is really, really good. Uh, again, field goals, 46 yards good, 44 yards good, and 43 yards good. So you, you go three for three there, you should be, you should have won this game. Ah, I'm pissed off. I, I got mad again. But that's kind of what we got for the 49ers Rush podcast. And, man, I, we got to be careful because we have played a few games where we should have won. And now what do we got this week? We got our division opponent, the only undefeated team in the NFL, the 6-0 Rams coming to our house. So we got to step up our game. This is definitely a winnable game. And what I mean by that is, yeah, on paper, they should totally destroy us. But whenever you look at in-divisional games and you are at home, all bets are off. Again, if you looked at this game against Green Bay at Lambeau Field, Vegas had us as 10.5-point underdogs, and we should have won. We lost the very last second, uh, covered the spread, so on and so forth. We have the, mo the most games in the past two years decided by three points or less. Um, I think we are tied now with Detroit. 
That's just kind of who we are. So anyway, stay strong, faithful. Really appreciate you guys. Hang in there. Good things are coming. Ugh. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.